Yo, 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 what's going on, man? Today is March the 20th, 2023. It's your boy, Chris. And this is Cash Did with Chris NBA betting show slash podcast, where we try to get ahead of these NBA lines. Uh, we had a pretty good weekend. And as always, I always I, I fail to mention sometimes. I'm a couple minutes late this morning, but I fail to mention this sometimes. The show is presented to you guys by the Basketball Forever Podcast Network. A uh, bunch of great podcasts over there, a bunch of great guys doing different podcasts on different things. So I uh, appreciate you guys for tapping in with me early this morning. Justin, Sean, LJ, DJ, David. <laughs> Let's uh, see if we can get to some cash this morning, man. So uh, we got a six-game card for today. Yeah, six-game card for today. Just want to make sure. Um, and I got a couple looks that I like, man. Got a couple looks that I like that I want to share with you guys. I broke these games down yesterday. Um, weekend plays, as I typically do a recap. Weekend, I went two and two. Uh, I don't have a banner, but I don't have the banner ready, but I did go two and two over the weekend. Yesterday, I didn't share anything, just kind of kind of chilled out and relaxed with the fam, enjoyed, you know, a reset. And then uh, on Saturday, I did give out four plays in the in the um in the chalkboard community group that I that I have and uh, those four plays went two and two. So two and two weekend, not the greatest. Friday wasn't too bad. Um I can't remember what I did on Friday either. Let's see. Friday, I feel like Friday was another split day. Let me check real quick. So two and two on those plays on Saturday. Friday was two and two as well. Uh, Cavs minus the five and a half was the best bet of the day. Trey Young to go over his 11 and a half assists. Philly and Charlotte to go over 227 did not cash because Charlotte didn't score uh, any points. I think they scored like 33 points in the second half. And Minnesota and San Antonio under 234 was going to cash, but the game ended up going to overtime. So um, not the not the greatest weekend. I mean, not the greatest Friday, but also not the worst either. So could always get a little better. Could always get a little worse. Let's uh, let's talk. I think I'm – let me just make sure I'm still okay over here on YouTube. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about the games for today, though, as you guys join in. So first game I want to talk about – I just want to – I want to kind of give you guys some insight on this game. Probably a game I'm not really playing. But um, this Charlotte, this Indiana and Charlotte game. So it looks like the line opened at, at two and a half points in favor of the Indiana Pacers as road favorites today, which is crazy that they opened at a, at a two and a half point dog. When you think about how, how poor they play, especially without Tyrese Halliburton. And I know they're playing against the Charlotte Hornets. So, you, you, you know, it's probably weird for the books to try to figure out where they're going to set the line. But the Indiana Pacers are uh, – they're not a good team without Tyrese Halliburton. So set the stage. Pacers are um, – they'll Chris, uh, Chris Duarte is listed as questionable. So is Benedict Matherin. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, like I say, he's out. The Pacers are only 4-13 and 13, straight up, 5-12 and 12 against the spread without Halliburton this season, including 3-9 and nine straight up and against the spread without Halliburton in road games as well. You look at this Hornets team, they, they are, you know, 0-4 in their last four games just – straight up one and three against the spread in those last four meetings as well. And both of these teams are coming off getting smacked up by the Philadelphia 76ers. The Hornets on, on one hand lost by 39. 
to the 76ers in their in their uh, fourth game of a five-game homestand. So this will be their fifth and final game of a five-game homestand. Um, and the Pacers also lost the, – they lost by 20, I think, uh, 20, 21 points the other day as well. So this game, uh, it's Hornets or nothing for me, just based on how bad the Pacers' defense is. They rank 29th defensively, uh, 29th defensive efficiency rating in the last five games. And at least the Hornets do play a little bit of defense. And I trust I, – I don't – I can't trust the Pacers without Tyrese Halliburton. So in this game, it'd be Hornets or nothing for me. And I do agree with the movement. I do agree with the line movement coming down. Um, I don't think you can favor Pacers by two and a half points without uh, Tyrese Halliburton on the road, especially when Charlotte's the better defensive team. So uh, if I'm playing this game, I'm only, I'm only, uh, you know, taking the points with the home dog in this one. It feels like a winnable game for both teams. Indiana is not, you know, hundred percent out of the playoff picture. Charlotte is, but if Charlotte wanted to win this game and they played hard, they could win this game. So um, I, I just, I can't back the Pacers right now. Cannot back the Pacers with, just how bad their defense is. They're giving up points to everybody, defense bleeding points. So that's those are my thoughts on the first game. Uh, and I don't have banners either. So you guys got to uh, apologize for that. Let's get on to the second game, though. I'll go back in and break these down by chapters if you guys are watching on YouTube. Um, Bulls and the Sixers is the next game that I want to touch on real quick. So let me get to the, let me get to the comment section, too. Uh, let's see. So Bulls in the 76ers is the next game. Like I mentioned, I want to touch on. So Chicago, uh, going to the 76ers today on the Bulls side, you got Javante Green listed as questionable. Caruso is also listed as questionable in this game. Uh, and then on the 76ers side, you got PJ Tucker listed as questionable. James Harden did take the night off the, uh, on Friday. What was that? On Saturday against the Indiana Pacers. Uh, he should be back for this game. Um, Tyrese Maxey stepped up, played really, really well in his in his absence. Um, this is a it's a game where to me it kind of feels like you know the Bulls have been playing well. They they got the double overtime win on uh, on Friday against the Minnesota Timberwolves, which is crazy. And then they followed that win up with, uh, you know, with another win over the Miami Heat on Saturday. But now you're running into a buzzsaw with the 76ers. Um, the Sixers are the way I would look in this game. I haven't played it yet. I do see the spread moving their favor. When I capped it last night, it was seven, seven and a half. It's already up to eight on, on Caesars, but it's some couple, couple seven and a halves already. Um, and I'll tell you the reasons why. So 76ers. This is the most important stat in my estimation because they play so well in this spot. The last time these two teams played, the Bulls actually beat the 76ers. And I think they beat it, they beat them in Philly without, without Joel and B. Uh the Sixers, they're 9-0 straight up and against the spread, revenge the same season losses this season. They're winning those games by average of 12 points, 117 to 105. So um, for whatever reason, when they're playing against a team that beat them already this season, they take those games extremely seriously, and they they, they crush their opponents in the next one. Uh, the last time this happened was two two Sundays ago. Uh, not this Sunday that just passed, but not yesterday, but Sunday before. Uh, Sixers got the Wizards at home, and they beat the Wizards 112-93. Uh, to 93. 
And before that, it was the Grizzlies. They beat the Grizzlies 110 to 105. 110 to 105. That was the game after the All Star break. Same thing with the Cavs, the Rockets, the Knicks, the Magic. So um, I think that's an important stat. Also, you just look at the 76ers post All Star break. This, ten, this team is 10 and 3 straight up, winning, winning games by an average of 10 points. Um, they're 8 and 5 against the spread, but they're winning 120 to 110. Um, and it's what four straight wins in a row, four straight covers, five, five, uh, five out of the last six, and they and they have something to play for. I don't know if people know, but the 76ers are slowly approaching the Boston Celtics, who seem to be you know just kind of fumbling the bag. This team was ranked first throughout the majority of the season. The Bucks win yesterday. The Celtics lost, of course, to the Utah Jazz, and now you got <clears throat> Philadelphia 76ers right on their heels as well. So, um. One more thing I wanted to – a couple more things I wanted to share with you guys. So another thing I looked at was home favorites playing in their third game in four nights facing an opponent that's also playing their third game in four nights. Since January of this year, so since the start of the calendar year, those teams are 19-0 and straight up, 15-4 and against the spread. Um, very, very, very supportive trend. 15-4 and against the spread is 78.9% says to take the uh the home favorite in uh in those matchups where you where you have uh you know a team that's where both teams are playing on their third game in four nights also uh i'm sorry fourth game in six nights fourth game in six nights so two teams both playing um fourth game in six nights home favorites in that situation are 19 and 0 straight up 15 and 4 against the spread Winning those games by an average of 14 points. The Bulls got a lot to play for, but the 76ers do as well. So to me, it's a spot where I'm only looking towards taking the, the 76ers. Um, if you add that road dogs are coming off um, one more. If you it, road dogs are coming off a double overtime game and then a win as a dog dating back all the way to January 23rd, 2006. They're only five and twelve against the spread. 70% fate of the Chicago Bulls tonight as well. And I think that's why we see the line moving. If I'm playing this game, I'm only taking the Sixers, and I'm laying the points with them minus the seven and a half. All right, so that's one game I wanted to talk about. I'm, I'm moving slow. Let me get to let me get to another one. So Timberwolves and Knicks. I see somebody talking about this one in the chat already. Um, Timberwolves and the Knicks. So you got the Timberwolves. Dang, I didn't realize the line move. Uh, Timberwolves and the Knicks. I, when I capped it last night, it was seven and a half in favor of of the home home team the Knicks and now the line's already up to eight eight and a half if you want it um you know try to get on it early the total in this one is dropping it looks like it opened at 230 it's down to 227 uh 228 and a half is available at WinBet if you guys have access to that always check and make sure you guys are getting the best line but this one Timberwolves have Rudy Gobert and Anthony Edwards listed as questionable you know Anthony Edwards left the game on Friday in a walking boot after he rolled his ankle pretty badly um, against the Chicago Bulls in the first quarter in that game. He he was uh, in a walking boot in Toronto, and they said that he's listed as day-to-day. I just don't see him playing in this game. If he is going to play, he's not going to be 100%. The Knicks coming off uh, on the Knicks side, they got Jalen Brunson back, and they're coming off a big win against the Nuggets on Sunday, so they're at home rested. Uh, not the greatest spot for the Timberwolves in this one. If I'm playing this game, you know, we, we got to look towards the Knicks in the first quarter. Uh, the first quarter lines, let's see if they're out already. I was looking at 
we don't have first quarter half lines yet, but it should. So the line's four. It should be. It should. I mean, the, the line is eight, eight and a half. Uh, the, the this one should open at about four, four and a half. Um, and that's the play, right? Knicks first half. <clears throat> Knicks have been uh, home favors at six points or more nine times this season. In those nine games, uh, they win the first quarter by six points. They win the second quarter by six points. So, uh, across nine home games where they're six point favors or more, um, they're winning the first half by 12 points. The Knicks have also played five games at home post All Star break, and they're outscoring their opponents by 11 points in the first quarter and by three in the second quarter. So, they've <laughs> it's crazy to think. But in five home games post All-Star break, this team is winning by 14 points at halftime. So it's Knicks first half or nothing for me in this one. Um, they also form one against the spread, winning the winning the full game by an average of 12 points. But we know with the Knicks, you typically want to get in and get out. I couldn't talk anybody off playing the full game, the, the full game, but I like the Knicks in the first quarter. I like the Knicks in the first quarter a lot. Also, I looked at well, no, no, no. Those are the those are the key points that I wanted to, to mention on that game. I do like the, the Knicks first half, probably the best play of the day. With the money coming in, um, I think Anthony Edwards could be ruled out. I know the Timberwolves are a scrappy team. I know that they can play well early also, but I do think the Knicks are the right side in this one. So that's what I got for you guys there. Um, let's see. Let's see. Last game I want to touch on real quick. A spot that, Another spot that I really, really like a lot. And that's going to be the Kings and the Jazz, right? So line this one open that uh, – wow, I see it coming. The line's actually being made available now. It looks it look like uh, – it looks like fives are out there. It look, looks like fives are out there. But last night when I capped it, it was six and a half. It was six, six and a half last night for the Sacramento Kings uh, as a role favorite in this game. Um, It looks like some fives are out there. Bet Online has a five. Bookmaker has a five. Uh. DraftKings five and a half, Caesar six. Total in this one open at 238 and a half. It's down to 236 on some books. It's 237 and a half. So it looks like this line is the one that's actually being made available right now. Um, and that's probably a good time to play it if you guys are interested in this game. Um, because the bookmakers don't know exactly where to set it at. I'll tell you guys what I did or what I'm going to do. Line that actually isn't available. So the Kings did list. Kevin Herter as questionable for this game. Not 100% sure if he's going to play or not. To me, I don't really care. I don't like it's not that big of a deal. I feel like this team has, you know, a lot of offense, even without Kevin Herter. And Kevin Herter can't guard anybody. So he he, de- he doesn't make that much of an impact on, on the on the um, defensive side anyway. Um, you know, they got Terrence Davis who came in off the bench and, you know, filled it up. Uh, you know, and some more defensive minded type guys as well. On the opposite side for the Jazz, Lori Marketing is listed as questionable in this game, and Jordan, Jordan Clarkson has already been ruled out. So I'll tell you guys something that I've noticed. What I've noticed is Justin said uh, Sabonis props. Could not talk you off Sabonis props. I think I looked at his rebounds plus assists last night. It was 20 and a half, something that he's cleared in like five of the last seven games. Um, Walker Kessler going to have his hands full tonight. He's going to have his hands full tonight for sure. And we know one thing about – one thing about the Jazz is they typically give up a lot, a lot of points in the paint, and that's where Sabonis like to do his work from. So couldn't talk you off of that off off Sabonis props at all, Justin. I did look at look at Sabonis as well, but the the thing that I've noticed, and you guys go back and double check me if you like, the Jazz really struggle out the gate of games. I'm not 100 percent sure why. This team had three days rest on Saturday night, 
four days rest on Saturday night coming off that road trip where they lost to the Miami Heat. I think it was real, real earlier in the week. Um, playing against the Boston Celtics team that was on the second leg of a back-to-back, and they just always fall behind. I'm not 100% sure why. Their offense comes out stagnant. It seems like every single game, and this has been a spot that I've been fading them in throughout the entirety of the season. So Kings' first quarter, first half is the top play in this game, in my estimation. You look at this Kings team, they have the highest offensive rating in the first half since the All-Star break. You look at the Jazz, they rank 26 defensively uh in the last five in the in the first quarter in the last five games and four home games post all-star break the jazz are also allowing 31 and a half points and only scoring 26 and a half points 26 and a half points in today's nba in any quarter is crazy but in the first quarter when you're the freshest it really doesn't make a lot of sense since the five point differential between the 31 and a half and the 26 and a half that they're that they're scoring um is one of the biggest of any team of course so since the All-Star break, a couple other things. The Kings have a – they are plus nine in the first half. So typically Kings are winning by 10 points in the first half. You look at the Jazz team, and, and that plus nine in the first half, I think, is the, 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 biggest, um, the biggest differential as well. You look at this Jazz team, they're a minus nine in the first half. So they have the biggest deficit that they have to overcome in the second half. Um you also look at the just the effective field goal percentages. Like I said, I'm not 100% sure why. The Jazz have been just starting games really, really slow. Jazz have a 49.7 effective field goal percentage in the first half post-All-Star break, which ranks dead last. Opposite, the Kings, 61.4% effective field goal percentage. Guess where they rank? First, right? So this is the – this is the the actually the, you know, the play that correlates extremely, extremely well because you get the Jazz, who typically struggle out the gate, and you get the Kings. We know that the Kings have, like I said, the number one effective field goal percentage. They're the number one scoring team in the first half, as well post All Star break. Um, so it's, I mean, to me, this you know, it's a simple one. I'm taking the Kings first quarter. I'm taking the Kings first half as well. Uh, and like I said, those numbers aren't available yet. Uh, at least when I look, I, I I don't see them available on, on any of my sports books. Uh, I tried to play it last night. I, I couldn't find a lot, but I will be taking the Kings first quarter. I will be taking the Kings first half as well uh, on the spread. The Kings do have a so so this will be the last game for them on the road trip. This team is seven and zero. Crazy enough because nobody seems like can win on the road. But the Kings are seven and zero straight up and against the spread in their last seven road games. That's a crazy, crazy stat because they've actually been getting it done. They're really trying to win these games, every single one of them. Uh, we saw what they did on the East Coast road trip. Now they're, they're, they're out back out west, and this will be their last game before they do host the Boston Celtics tomorrow. So um, slight look-ahead spot. I don't think that it really matters, though. Um, and I and I also think that the, the Jazz, while they still are winning some games, they beat the Boston Celtics the other day, I do think that the Kings just have too much offense for them, um, based, especially based on the current roster. If Laurie Markkinen somehow gets ruled out for this game, I'm not 100% sure if he's going to play. I know he finished the last game, but if Laurie Markkinen somehow doesn't play in this game, this line will shoot up, just so you guys know. Looks like it's actually coming down to five, so maybe you wait and get the best number. If it's five, the first quarter will probably be if, – if the game in closes at five, the first quarter will probably be one and a half, and the first half will probably be two and a half, probably three is what you'd be laying with the Sacramento Kings. And I feel comfortable doing both. I feel comfortable doing both. 
uh, on the Sacramento side. This is the latest game so I, of the day, so I couldn't talk you guys off waiting. But I do think the game goes under. Um, 238 and a half is a high total. And uh, Utah typically picks up the defense in the second half. Sacramento also on the first leg of a back-to-back. They will save some for the Boston Celtics tomorrow. I think I looked at Sacramento on the road in the first game of a, of a back-to-back. They're 5-1 and one to the under in that spot. So um, that's what I got for you guys there. Corey B said first quarter match winner for the Kings is plus 105 on FanDuel. I couldn't talk you off of that, Corey. I think that they should win the game today, but the the the, the Utah Jazz have a thing where they, they really, really enjoy coming back late in game. So second half should be uh, you know, should be a um I'm and I and I do think that they win, like I said, but the second half tends to fade to the to to the Utah Jazz side. So that's what I got for you guys. Real quick, I'm going to create a banner. If you guys wouldn't mind, 58 people watching live with me. If you guys wouldn't mind, hit the like button for me. Uh, show the show some support. Also, 10, 10 minutes after the po- after the show's over, it will be available on all podcast streaming platforms. Check me check me out on uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify Podcasts as well. Um, and, uh, you know, leave your boy a review over there also. So if I got best, best for the day, I am looking at King's first quarter, like I just told you guys. Uh, I'm also looking at Kings first half, like I told you guys, and I know that they play tomorrow. Like I said, I know they got a good big game against the Knicks tomorrow. I mean, against the Celtics tomorrow, but I'm cool with that. I'm also looking at Knicks first half. Uh, I think Knicks first half is the right spot, right side in this one. So these would be my best bets, and a lot of them aren't available yet, but they are uh, at the bottom of the sc- at the bottom of the screen. Kings first quarter, Kings first half. Knicks first half on the spread. All of those are spread plays. Uh, like I said, Kings first quarter should be minus one and a half. Uh, Kings first half might, may, might be able to get a minus two, minus two and a half. And then the Knicks, <coughs> excuse me, Knicks first half as well should be a minus four when it becomes available. Those will be the top looks of the day for you guys. Um, as always, I will be back at 530 Eastern time for the cash that we, uh, for the Crispy Captain NBA show. Well, I'll be live on Twitter and live on YouTube as well. Um, and best of luck to you guys on all your action today. Hope everybody has a, a very, very um, great day. Appreciate you guys for tapping in with me early, early this morning, man. Best of luck to you guys today. I'm out.